everybody, this is Ralph Graves. Thanks for tuning in for another edition of the Ralph Graves Show. I am so glad to have you guys here. I know you guys could be watching anybody doing anything at anybody's YouTube channel, listening on any podcast, but you chose mine, and that makes you the hero of what's happening. Now, today my guest is, a, is a, another dear friend of mine. He and I have coached football together, and, and we're going to get on here, and we're going to talk about we, we, we're going to talk about what's happening in the world today. We're going to talk about uh, uh, some, some, some racial things. We're going to talk about, uh, uh, you know, uh, creating a, a culture in, in a locker room to kind of knock down some of these walls. And he's a dear friend of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, John Small, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How about you? Good, good, man. You know, I, you're, I, I was so excited to get you on. I forgot to tell him where you coach, man. Tell him where you coach and what you're doing, how long you've been there. Um, I teach in Gloucester Township, and I'm the defensive coordinator at, and linebacker coach and offensive line at Highland. All right. Yeah, that's Highland, New Jersey, everybody. This is a yep. program. Highland Regional, yep. Highland Regional <laughs> here, here in South Jersey, and uh, I've had the pleasure of knowing him for some years now. And this man is truly one of my brothers. I ain't going to say like a brother. He is. No question about it. We definitely have that kind of love for one another, man. Absolutely. And, um it, it, it saddens us. It breaks our hearts about what we're seeing today. And he was, he's been blowing up my phone uh, and, and we've been talking and I'm going to say this to you and I, I'm going to put it right out there, right from the onset, because this, 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 uh, this show is a little bit stronger than my last ones. Out of all of my white friends, you have been the, you were the first of only three that reached out to me. Well. First of all, but never, but, even, but never, the, never even hesitated. Yeah, yeah. But but the first, and it's odd, man. You know, I pastor a church, man, and I'm, yeah. I'm around, I'm around uh, uh, Christians, uh, white and black evangelicals, and not one of my white pastor friends reached out to me and said anything to me. And I think you know, there's something special about that bond, that football. No, there's no question. Something special about that locker room. You and I have gone to war together. We've warred against each other in high yep. school. High school, yep. Absolutely. <laughs> We've gone to war together, man. But the, but it's something about that bond. And 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 coaching. How many years have you coached, coach? Uh, this will be my 29th. 29 years. Yep. 29 years. Yep. And you coached boys, men of yep. every color. Yep. No, no <laughs> question. Yep. And, and, that, and that, you know, that's that's the reason that I'm so involved in this, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, Tony Dungy, if you saw what he tweeted out today, yeah. I mean, he may have said it the best. And, and I, I think the biggest roadblock right now, I mean, besides this current situation that we're in, is just the communication. I think there's a communication gap, and it's been here for 200 years, man. And it, it, it's it's always been here. You know, uh, uh, Will Smith. Will Smith put out there the other day. This has always been here. It's just being videoed now. That is so true, man. If we didn't get to witness George Floyd being killed, or we didn't get to see uh, um, Ahmed, uh, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, that happened months ago and just became right. public. Right. I mean, that made me sick. This yeah. made me sicker. Yeah, and and it's just it. it you know. It, Sometimes, you know, as a white male in this country, I'm embarrassed and I'm ashamed. And I, I know I apologize to you and you told me I have no reason to say I'm sorry to you. But, you know, it, it's just there, there has to be somebody to lead from the front here to step up 
And, and, you know, instead of pointing fingers back and forth at each other, let's look at the responsibility, yeah. you know, from, from a white race, let's look at the accountability and, yeah. and, you know, let's start that back and forth talk. Like somebody said today, you know, people don't want to have these tough discussions, right? But some of us do, yeah. some of us do, you yeah. know, I'm here because of you. I'm here because of Dave Johnson. I'm here because of the inches down in Williamstown. I'm here because of those kind of people. Plus, Every kid I've coached or taught that I care about that have reached out to me, Mike Daniels, right. um, you know, people like that. Like, you know, what kind of man am I if I'm silent on an issue that I feel strongly enough about just because I'm afraid to stick my neck out and speak the truth? Right. Now, once again, what I'm telling you is my opinion. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, I know we were going to talk about this, but I'm on a rant now. But, you know, <laughs> Drew, Drew, the Drew Brees situation. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nobody that loves our military, our country, and a flag that represents that more than I do. Yeah. But what, what what we're missing here is, and I and and Drew missed this when he made a comment yesterday. You know, that's not what this is about. Right. You know, if if me and you are part of a SEAL team and we're going door to door in Baghdad, and you're the point man, and I'm coming in behind you, you know, I got your back, you got my back, and we're brothers, man. Right. You no, know, and and it doesn't matter if you're black, white, or whatever. Now I understand a lot of a lot of people are voicing that. You know, I mean, my dad was in the army. You know, yeah. he, he didn't fight a war, but he was in the army, right. and I certainly support our military and all that stuff. But you know, from what I was reading today, and it's something that I didn't have to live growing up, man. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Runnymede, predominant white town. I gra- yeah. I think I graduated eighth grade with three black kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now I, I wasn't raised to like black people or dislike black people. What I did was I always tried to do what I thought was right. And to me, you know, I I always used to say that I didn't see color. And I actually learned this year, once again, it's a learning thing. It's, it's, it's communication, you know, from, from Alicia Inge, who was a teacher at my school and her kids are, you know, studs down at Williamstown down there. But, um, you know, she said, we do see color and it's okay to see color. Right. But, it, but what, so what I, you know, and I, and I, I was very, I actually texted her that night. We talked about it because I meant it as a compliment. Right. When I said I don't see color, I meant it as a compliment. Right. You know, I didn't mean it in any derogatory way whatsoever, but it's okay to see color. Yeah. But, but what I do is I'm going to judge you off your character. I'm going to judge off who you are, not right. the color of your skin. And that's never going to happen, man. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's how my kids are raised. That's how we live. That's how yeah. we function. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, your, your heart, man, I, I hear your heart all in this conversation. And, and those who are watching, you'll notice, man, he is all heart. He is all uh, passion. Sometimes and, that gets me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours. You remember Andy Kennard? Oh, love Andy's a great guy. Andy, yep. Andy, Andy called me, man. Andy called me two days or yesterday. He called me. And... Um, he just said, Ralph, he said, man, how can, what do I need to do? He said, I've just been right. so ignorant to so many things. Yep. Once again, a football connection, not yep. a church connection. Absolutely. I was a police officer for 20 years. Not yep. none of my white buddies who I patrol, none of them called, you know, and just to know that you are understanding that we live two different experiences. Right. Um, just to hear you say, Ralph, listen, I never lived it, but nope. what can I do? I, I see your heart hurt. I, I'm, I'm seeing these wrongs. And so let's go to the locker room. Let's yeah. go to the locker room. We, we're so 
game plan, this guy, this defense. But now we have a new thing that we have to do, a new dimension. We have to now create an anti-racist culture in the locker room. Now, now to, I, I do think, and I've said this for years too, um, besides the military, I don't think there's another bonding brotherhood building than football. I, I believe it, that. It, it's just, you know, it's unspoken. Yeah. Unspoken. You know, when, when we have kids over here, the Highland kids come over here that are friends with Brad. Um, the one kid slept over the entire freshman, sophomore year that they were there. You know, it's not, oh, Brad's black friend sleeping over. It's, it's his teammate. It's his brother. Yeah. The kid calls me pops. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't, you know, ever, you know, look at a kid. And once again, you know, I'm going to say I don't see their color, but I do, but it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, that's never going to be a deciding factor in in how I treat you, and you and you personally know that. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I mean, uh, you know. So, so we create that. So, so we know that culture exists in in the in the locker room. Right. How do we? Because when we have their attention, I mean, listen, nobody influences your life like a football coach. Now, I don't play basketball. I don't know about that, but a football right. coach, we all remember our coaches. Absolutely. So how do we create that culture of anti-racism? We know we, that's easy within the team, but now how can we create that culture to where we take that that guy, that that white kid, who within the in the frame of the locker room is anti-racism, but then he goes home. How how do we how how do we influence him to the part to where outside of the locker room he begins to stand up and say? You know, maybe they see some things now that, no, man, I'm not saying that. I'm not doing that. That won't happen here. You know, I, I think we as coaches really need to understand our influence. Yeah. And, and really need to say, hey, listen, you've got to have the right character on the field, off the field, when you're home. You know, uh, if even cause some of our kids, man, listen, 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 listen. I know the kids you coach. All right. Very diverse backgrounds. Yeah. Um, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. Absolutely. I, I, as a police officer, I've seen some horrific things happen in some very nice homes. Right. I know. <laughs> you know. No, I got you. I've seen some some rundown homes that were lovely. I, you know what? I call those I call those other places houses. They weren't homes. Right. But so you never know. So so how do we? How, how do we do that? Because now that this really adds to your job, dude. How do we say, listen, guys, you can't not only act like this here, but out in the world, you've got to conduct yourself. Because you're sending these kids off to college, yeah. man. And some of these white guys that you send to college might end up in, in, a, in a college where they're going to see all kinds of diverse people. Yeah. And not take. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I listen, I, I've seen a couple and I've posted a couple of pictures of you know, a little black kid and a little white kid either hugging or talking or playing. And and I feel so strongly about this. It, it's you're not born to hate. No, you're not. When you're when you're a child, you 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 literally don't see color as a child. Right. And it's something that you're taught. So when when we're part of a team and we're part of a locker room, of course there are going to be those phony kids that are able to turn it on and turn it off and go home. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I saw a thing yesterday with a Williamstown kid yelling the N word and giving the finger and riding in a car. I mean, yeah. disgusting, man. Yeah. Disgusting. And, and my, my only hope is that some young, good black kid down in Williamstown doesn't go after that kid and wind up getting themselves in trouble because 
that he's a racist scumbag basically. And, and to me, you know, even with all this looting and everything that's going on, like when I see that, you know, I mean, you know, George Floyd's brother came on and said, George don't want this. This isn't what he was about. He don't want all this violence and stuff like that. But when I see the looting, you know what, you know what I say to myself? I say, when, when white America sees people doing that, they're like, see, told you, look at them, look, look what they do, look how they act, you know, and, it, and right away, it's like, damn, that, you know, like, right. you know, you're being labeled by, you're, you're doing exactly what white America and the people that want you to do bad, want you to do. Yeah, yeah. And it drives me crazy, man. And I wish I could walk, go out there and just stop. Does yeah. everybody stop? And with, with the, with the looting, I have my own, I have my own take on it. I don't, as protesters protest, looters loot, thieves thieve. Right. Um, I I don't think the 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 looting was necessarily started by those protesting. I saw I saw you know uh, uh, interviews with police officers that said, "Hey, listen, this ain't even the people from the Black Lives Matter." That's ridiculous. You know these these are yep. white supremacists and some other things starting to trouble. It's just it's just part of it, you know, and so. Right. Very careful about now. I had to have this conversation with my grandsons yesterday. My yeah, they don't. Un, they go back to your point where kids really don't understand what's happening. They don't even understand why they're not liked. Yeah, and 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 one of the things that impacted me when we first talked after yeah. this happened was, you know, when you said you had to sit down and explain it to your grandsons. Yeah, that that hit me right here, man. It yeah. really did. And 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 to go back to another point back to what Alicia Inge was saying the one day at school. And, you know, we don't have, we have, I think we have three black teachers in our school, you know, and, and we're probably 50, 50 mixed race in our school. So they don't really have that, that black role model to turn to as a teacher, but she's certainly one of them. You know, she's certainly one of them. And what she said was, you know, my son, like my kids are good kids, just like your kids are good kids and her kids are good kids. But, if your kids walk in a Wawa at midnight, everybody's like at attention, man. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's a black kid in the Wawa. Like, ooh, my kid could walk in there and go get a Gary. Nobody even bats an eye at it. Mm-hmm. And and that that is what people that aren't getting this don't get. Yeah. You know, that that's what this is all about. Yeah. That exact right you're, there. You're right. You're right. It is. It is. Um, you know, not my kid, me. I walk in the Wawa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to be careful. Um and I and, and all, all black men have to be careful where we go. It, it, but we've lived under this. I'm 52 years old. I lived like this for 52 years. And uh it's it's a it's something that maybe my white friends don't understand. You know, I, I gotta cut my grass with my wallet in my back pocket. You know, because why is that <clears throat> neighbor calls the police, somebody not familiar. Hey, there's a black guy at my neighbor's house. The black guy cutting grass. I don't know who he is. Or maybe I forget my key. My son forgets his key. He's got to sit at the front door. I can't go in the house and get my wallet because if the police don't know me, they're not going to let me go in there. And get. So now I got to go through this whole rigmarole at my house because I didn't have my wallet in my pocket while I was cutting the grass. Dude, now, that, that, that makes me so sad yeah. to, hear you, that, to hear you say that. That's like uh, That's something that I've never had to deal with. You know, I grew up poor. We were on welfare. We had food stamps. But you know what? I was a white kid, so I was judged differently. Yeah. Had it been you in the same neighborhood living next door to me, you would have been judged differently than I would, even if we're in the same situation. And that's not right. Yeah. And so we, we have to 
the strategies. You know, we move somewhere. The first thing I do, because I'm ex-law enforcement, I call the police over. We just yuck it up just so they're from out oh, now, you know, Ralph lives there. But a lot of black folks don't know these strategies. You know, right. my, my grandsons, because I know, unfortunately, how they're going to be looked at as they get older. You know, they're, they're going to go from being cute to being um, uh, scary. I don't know when that happens, but they are. And so they're involved in police explorers. They're involved in all these things just so that local law enforcement know who they are. Right. Because so, somebody, so, so where, where do we where do we start, man? Man, we 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 start at home. We 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 start with our we we start with our our police chiefs. We start with our our politicians. We we start with hey, listen, we it's not, <clears throat> it's not enough not to be racist got to be anti-racist not yep. enough it's, it's everything sensitivity training to as a police officer i would get out of the car and have a catch with the kids playing ball you know um even when i dealt with people that were bad people right. um, I, I was i was skilled in verbal judo you know if i had right. to put my hands on you i would but most of the time after we get done talking you know it is what it is but i would never uh, arrest a man in front of his children. I would never put the cuffs on in front of his kids. I was always walk to the back of the car, stay right. here. So it's just, you have to get out in the community. And even John, if you don't understand, tell the black community, I don't understand, right. trying to understand. Right. Even, even, even though this is not about the flag, even when it comes to the flag, understand that how white see the flag and how black see the flag is two different ways. And they both, might be right in their perspectives. Right. You know, you, you've been hearing it all day. You know, your grandfather comes home from the war, he's celebrating. My mine comes home from the war, he's back in the bus. <laughs> he still that, can't get a job. That's he's, awful, man. He's still called a nigga. He still done all those things, you know. And so, and so, and after he, after he, and, and, and the foxhole, they're equal. You know, when they're fighting, they're equal. But right. if they come home, that 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 red on that on that flag that represents blood represents ours too. But to come back to a country who don't even, you know, it's you know, in in a it's uh you know, and systematically, systemically, right. I should say, has a has a racist system. And so right. one of the man, we have to kind of tear down that system. Um and and it it took all of this to for us to have these conversations. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that, that George Floyd's death, and I know today was a memorial service and, and, and those things, but for, for that not to be in vain, for as awful, awful as that was, I think this has to be a step in the right direction. But it's going to take somebody, and, and you know, once again, from, from the white side, from the white race, to step up and say, and I'm not saying I'm a hero or it's going to be me, but I'm just saying – I'm willing to do my part. And if I could take one person and change their mind and one other person, they change and it becomes a cycle effect. Now we're getting somewhere. I do have to ask you this question, man, because it's bothering me. And I guess I could reach out. But but how come none of my white buddies call me, man? None of them. You know what? Once you say they love me. Well, listen, once again, I, I'm, you know, as straight a shooter. Yeah, wear my emotions on the sleeve. Right, honest, loyal. Yeah, I'd never even hesitated. Right, when, when it started going down, you were right at the top of my list. But 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 you know, and and I think 
I don't know if it's a fear. I don't know if it's a communication gap. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, once again, do people want to have that awkward conversation? Right. Me, me with you, I didn't even hesitate. Boom, boom, boom. Ralph, I'm sorry, but, you know, you don't have to apologize. Like, I was willing to stick my neck out and have that conversation with you. Yeah. It didn't matter that you're black, I'm white. My, you know, I was calling my brother. Make sure you're okay, man. Because, but not everybody feels that way, man. It's, listen, all these people that were posting the black boxes yesterday and the yeah. BLM all over the place, yeah. where have those people been the whole time, man? Yeah. You know, go, go back go back through my stuff. I, I posted stuff five years ago, six years ago, eight years ago. Wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. You know, um, I just, you know, I want to, you know, you gave me a platform tonight and I thank you so much for that to be able to, here, here's my face. Yeah. I told you. I coach at Highland. You want, you got a problem with me speaking right. up. I don't care. Yeah. I'm here, man. And, and I'm willing to lead from the front and I'm willing to, you know, to, to be the voice of, Something's got to change. And guess what? It's never going to change until we change. Yeah. We change. We can point the finger at you all we want, but it's not, that's not the problem, man. You know, it's, it's, um, my son is angry right now. Yeah. He told me that. 27 years old. I know. He's angry at everything going on. He's he's angry that, um, none of his white friends have reached out to him. He's angry. And I don't know what to tell him, man. I understand his anger. I don't know what to say to him. I just say, man, listen, right. this channel in, in the right way. I, I, I can't tell him that it's not real because it's real. Like, hey, my wife, they call me, you know, <laughs> you know. But, but, but he's, he's 27 and yeah. you're 52. So right. you, now, I'm not saying you can handle it better, but you were probably more prepared. Guess what? My white friends ain't reaching out to me. Yeah. Like you were prepared for that as a 27 year old with, the crazy world that's around him and you know, everything he's seen in his life already, maybe he expected yeah. more people to step out from behind the curtain and say, right. yo, man, I'm here for you, dude. You know, I'm, I, what, what do you need? What do we do with that? What do I help me? Do, like, I, I, do I now just chalk it up that my season with them as friends is over? Because, because, because it's, they're showing that well, okay, hey, Ralph could be hurting right now, and I, you know, are well, they showing me who they really are? I, yeah, they, well, see, I mean, no, no, no pun intended, but people show the true colors, man. Yeah, and, and, and that's the bottom line, you know. Yeah. And hey, listen, I, I, I'm a white guy. Right. I am who I am. You're yeah. a black guy. You are who you are. But mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't feel any differently about you than if we were brothers. Right. And, and that that's fact. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, the differences are our skin color. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that anything else should be anything less. Right. I've always felt that way. I'm always going to feel that way. Yeah. I could care less. Yeah. I could care. You know, you, you know, I've said this all the time and, and, and you know, my kids said, I mean, you know, Brad, uh, Brad and Brielle were little when we were at Deptford together and stuff like that. But, you know, yeah. they're like, oh, Ralph, you know, any, anytime something racial comes up or something, that yeah. bad, your name comes up. <laughs> that, you know, what about Ralph? What did Ralph, right? You know, it's like all the time, man. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's certainly, you know, kudos to you because that's the impact you made on them in a, in a, in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I stayed in touch with them, but you haven't seen them much, but mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, you know, 
you know, a, a couple incidents, you know, my, my friend Dave Johnson, I don't know if you remember Dave, he played at Eustace. He was, he yeah. was my year. Yeah, he went to Boston College, stuff like that. But yeah. um, we were real good friends with them. His wife was white, so his kids were mixed race. Yeah. And um, we went to a 4th of July party at Cooper River with them. Okay. So my kids were little, not not that little, but little enough. And, you know, we jumped out of the car, and I went over with Dave, and we're grilling and drinking some beers. It's 4th of July. My kids just took off. Yeah. We were the minority there, man. I mean, it was, you know, those black families, when you have those big cookouts, man, people come from everywhere. Everywhere, right. Everywhere. So not one time. We got back in the car. We went to Hatton Township for the fireworks that night. Not one time did my, one of my kids go, hey, we're the only white people here. Hey, like, this is weird. Like, uh, no. They just went and played, man. You're in a different culture, man. You yep. you raised them differently. You know, you and your wife wasn't, you guys weren't playing that. You know, and and you and it's it's the proof is in the pudding. I mean, you know, I, I you, you have a beautiful family. You got one son that's a police officer, yep. and I know his heart. Yep. And and I'm just hoping that that well, folks that don't know him, they won't know his heart. He's a he's a tall kid. He's a white kid, so they're going to think he's part of the white Nazi system. And I know that's not true. I know that's no way. Not true no way. Yep. You know, I mean, he he couldn't be more the other way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a fair man, just like his father, yep. man. And so I'm praying for you guys, man. But, you know, you're telling me that story, but I, I know how the kids were raised. So yep. it's, I, I just, I just, and, and I know they will raise their children the same way. I, I know oh, yeah. they marry, this, marry people of the same values. I don't, right. I, I don't see them marrying people who don't believe what they believe just as strongly. I, I don't, I yep. don't see them going, going um, differently that way. But, you know, it's just, from from being a man of influence that you are, you not only influence the kids you teach, the kids you coach, but you influence who they know. And so, man, I just appreciate what you do, man, and how you do it, and 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 using your influence in a in a in a great way to, to really kind of break down this barrier and knock down these walls, man. And um, we may not ever see it in our lifetime, bro, but but we could do our part. That's it. You know? And, and you know, like like I said, like you know. I know what my position is as a middle school teacher. I mean, you know, I take those kids in health and, you know, and I sit there and I, I look at my class and, you know, the three videos I show, if we have like a video Friday or something like that, I show radio to my sixth grade, yeah. right? Racial, somebody with a disability, right? All right? How do we treat them? How has it starts out bad, ends good. Yeah. Remember the Titans to my seventh grade. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time. It's all of our favorite movie, yeah. No, without a question. I mean, you got the football, you know, so many lessons in that movie, it's ridiculous. Right, right. In eighth grade, I show The Express, the Ernie Davis story. Gotcha. And, gotcha. and, you know, I mean, and there's a reason for that, because what it does is it allows me to talk to them. It allows a white male, when right. they don't have a lot of black role models, it allows a white male to come to them as their mentor, as somebody they look up to, as somebody that they respect. Yeah. They may not all like me. Some of them don't like me. I don't really care. I mean, that's, you know, how it goes, but yeah. you know, they respect me. And when we're talking about race or we're talking about dealing with somebody with disabilities or we're talking about bullying and things like that, and it kind of all ties together into somebody's character. Yeah. What's your background? What's your character? What are you made of? You right. see somebody being bullied, whether they're white, black, or polka dot, are you going to step in and stop it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that's just the way it is. And, and you know, like I said, if, if, if I've influenced one kid or a thousand kids, then – I went into the right profession and I did my job. Yeah, yeah. You know? So man, listen, uh, I, football season about to start. Let's talk football just for about five minutes, man. Sure, man. 
there. How, what, how, how are we going to do this, especially in high school, man, with, 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 with the, uh, COVID? How, how are we going to do that? Well, I mean, my, my, son, my son's going to Sacred Heart on a football scholarship. Right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, they've, you know, and, and once again, it, funny story, their defense coordinator up there is a black guy, guy okay. Mike Cook, right? right? We went up there and visit in July, June, end of June, July, and Brad has not stopped talking about this man since the day we went there. Wow. I mean, yeah. He absolutely yeah. – uh, he, he committed there because of Coach Cook. Wow. I mean, wow. so once again, yeah. we're, not, we're not looking at Coach Cook, the black guy. We're looking at Coach oh. Cook, the role model, the coach. The, model, the football mind, yeah. The football guy, yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, guy's just, the guy's just a great guy. Right. But, you know, so anyway, but Brad, Brad has these Zoom meetings all the time with Sacred Heart, and they don't even know what they're doing yet, man. Wow. So, you know, filtering down to the high school, I mean, we've had a couple meetings, and, um, you know, we don't know. I mean, the governor puts out June 22nd, but, you know, you can only be groups of 25 with no contact, and, I, I mean, I have no idea, man. Yeah, yeah. You, you know as much as I do right now, Ralph. Right, right. I, I just didn't know how you guys were, you know, staying in contact. Are we still yeah. giving out playbooks? Are we still? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, I'm, 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 a, I'm a visual learner. So our defensive playbook's about that thick, right? You know? Right. So because that's how I that's how I learn best. So I just expect them to learn the same way. But you know, are are, are, are the kids getting together on their own? I know yeah. I know you can't be out there, right? You it's, can't it, be out there. it's funny you bring that up because and once again, I mean Highland, I think we had two white kids starting last year. Okay. In all honesty, so we're a predominant black team, right? right? So one of one of our kids who I mean this kid is number one in the junior class. He's a, he's an African American kid. Yeah, he's number one in his class. He's a, he made all South Jersey at the touchdown club. One of the best kids I've ever met. I mean, he's an Ivy League Patriot League kid all the way. Right. Okay. So yeah. he texts me today and he's like, you know, I'm going to get together with someone O line. Is there anything you want me to work on? Da 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 da. Back and forth. I said, you know, work on this, 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 this. Ended it with, what a great leader you are, and I love you, man. Wow. And he, he texts me back, I love you too, coach. And yeah. and you know what? Yeah. I'm not ashamed to tell a 17, 18 year old kid I love him. Right. No. And, and once again, the color does not matter. Right. He's a black kid. I yeah. told him I love him. He told me he loves me back. I don't care, man. That's how it should be. It's how it should be. And, and again, you've created that culture. You guys at Highland have done such a great job to create nice. a culture to where that's the way the world should be. Yeah. That's the way the, the world should be. And even when we are misunderstood and we don't, See, we can still talk it out. We can still talk about it and it still be out there. Um, right. I mean, Drew Brees heard it yesterday. I mean, yeah. we were crucifying him. Yeah, he was. Yep. Uh, and, you know, a couple of guys said what they said. And, and I, uh, I read his apology. I don't know if he wrote it, but I read it. And it, well, he, he, put out, he put out a video tonight, too. Okay, I, I have to yeah. check it out. I have to yeah. check it out. And uh, I believe he's sincere. I don't believe he's a bad guy. I don't believe yeah. he's a racist. I just... Yeah. You know, read the room, Drew. Read the room, brother. Right. Read the room before you. <laughs> well, for, I mean, it, you know, it was, you know, listen. If that's how he feels, and, and you know, if you would ask me four years ago with Ka Colin Kaepernick, like when they first started taking the knee and stuff, I hated it. Yeah, I really did, man. Because right. I didn't understand. But you and, took the time to understand. Exactly you right. Yeah. Exactly right. And and see, you know, um, by by understanding it. You're like, man, and, and and how ironic that that George Floyd killed with a knee, taking it, a cop taking a knee on his neck, just like Kaepernick 
I mean, the side-by-side pictures of that are haunting. Yeah. You know, and, and like, you know, I, hey, I'll be the first to admit, I mean, you know me, I don't have a racist bone in my body, but I hated that taking the knee stuff. Yeah. I really did. Yeah. And once again, you're right. I took the time to try to understand. It was not against the military. It was not against this. It was, it was, it was the overall just, and, and you know what? This isn't even a police issue. Yes, yeah. th- this, this incident resulted in a white cop killing a black man who should be alive. And if he was white, would have been put in the car and we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. Right. right. right? But it's a humanity issue. It's a society yeah. issue. It's a 200 year talk that we haven't had yet. Yeah. It's, it's, it, this, this incident is, is the lightning rod for this, but let me ask you this coach. Let me ask you the tough question, coach, tough question. We back balling. We're back there playing, you know, we're, we're back to playing games, stuff like that. You got a black kid on your, your team. He says, coach, I just ain't standing for the national anthem, man. I love you, but I'm not, I just ain't doing it, man. You don't, I just, I don't, I'm just not doing it. I'm going to play ball, but how do you handle that? How do you? You want to know how, you want to know how I will handle that in yeah. 2016 and then again in 2020, okay? Yeah. 2016, it would have bothered me. Right. It would have bothered me a lot. 2020, I'm kneeling with them. Wow. Wow. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> My brother right there, man. Yeah. You know, man, listen, thank you for, for letting me pick your brain. Thank you for talking. Let me just make it public. Thank you for being the first of many whites that I know to pick up the phone and call me and say, hey, man, how you doing? How's, how's your head? I know you hurting. I, I'm, I'm here for you, man. Thank you. Always. Man, thank you. Always. Thank you for being the hero of this show, man. Thank you for uh, not being afraid to talk about it and, and tackle some of these issues, man. Yep. And uh, this, this is uh, you are definitely the, the people get a chance to see who I surround myself with. Just right. two adults that can talk some stuff out, yep. have some things out, man. And um, I wish you a lot of luck this year. I appreciate it, man. You know, uh, uh, just imagine if the rest of America. Take a black guy, a white guy, black woman, white woman, and pair them up. Yeah. And everybody do what we just did. Yeah, yeah. How much better this would be? There could be a, be a whole better we're, 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 You know, we're, we're the most powerful, everything country in the world. And, you know, one of the things the other night was, you know, we're over there fighting ISIS and we're over there fighting Taliban and whatever else. And we're here killing each other. Yeah. Like, it's just so sad, man. And And, and real quick, another thing, like, I see all these stats, you know, black on black kill more than this, but uh, blacks are 12 times more likely to kill. That's not the point. That's no. not what this is about, man. No. People no. don't get that. They don't get it. They don't get it, man. They don't get it. I mean, that, that whole black on black crime, and it's, I mean, it's, there's a whole there's a whole reason why it's that. First of all, you kill what you're around. You're, you right. kill what you are around. Right. Right. And we are forced because of systemic racism to always be packed together. Right. So we're trying to break down an entire system. Right. That allow us to move freely and be treated like, like, like the rest of. of, and, of and, and, and that right there, going back to Tony Dungy today, yeah. unless you're willing to open your ears, open your heart, listen, yeah. Be, yeah. be acceptable of differences and accept yeah. other people. Never going to change, man. Yeah. I I applaud you, man. I thank you, man. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Hey, guys, he's one of the greatest defensive minds, defensive coordinator minds I have ever been around. Hands down. I've been around football 
I'm 52 I've been, since uh, for what 48 years. He is one of the greatest defensive minds. Man, where are you going from here after Highland this year? Man, are you going? You going to go to college, the NFL? You have any aspirations? Oh, well, it, it's funny. It's funny you say that because uh, uh, obviously I'm going to stay put until Brad's done at Sacred Heart. Okay. Coaching the Highland doesn't interfere with me going to see him play. If it did, I'd be done. I'd be right. retired right Father now. Father first. Father first. Yep. Um, faith family football, man. Yep. And, uh, you know, but after that, I've got some stuff in the works. You know, we're, we're talking about retiring Florida maybe, getting okay. into a big high school down there, or possibly, you know, I know some people from all these years of coaching, some connections and uh, yeah. getting into college. And I've had a couple – Couple opportunities already, but seeing him play is more important. So yeah, yeah, I, I know you're going to end up on the college scene, man, and and move to Florida. Just have an extra room for me and the wife, and we can anytime, buddy, a- a- anytime. Absolutely. Guys, you, you've been watching the Ralph Graves Jr. show. You've been listening to this podcast, and and thank you for uh, just just uh, sitting and, and listening to me and my friend talk. And in America, we're going to work this thing out. Yep. We're going to work it out. We're gonna work it out. We're gonna work it out. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to learn. We have to learn to work this thing out because we're all Americans. But yep. uh, subscribe to this YouTube channel. Tell somebody all about it. John, once again, thanks for coming, man. And I'll talk to you again soon. Love you, man. Love you too, bro. All right. Later. Thank you. Yep.